You can grab a Bible in front of you, behind you, um, or if you have your own. We're going to be in John 6 um, tonight. And uh, just some context, context um, for this passage. The, the feeding of the 5,000 was right before this. Um, Jesus fed uh, 5,000, and then uh, he got, um, well, he told the disciples to take off, and then he went walking on water, and everybody else woke up um, after the, they were fed, and they're like, where'd Jesus go? They couldn't figure out where he was, and so they took off to find him. So we're in John chapter 6, starting in verse 25, I believe. Yep. Um, yeah, so they went to the other side of the, the sea, um, starting in verse 25. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did, when did you get here? Because they're just like, man, that's, that's crazy. How do you do this? Um, and Jesus answered, saying, Truly I tell you, you were looking for me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and you were filled. I gave you food and you want more of it. Um, don't work for the food that perishes, but for the food that lasts for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal of approval on him. And they asked, what can we do to perform the works of God? And Jesus replied, this is the work of God, that you believe in the one that he has sent. What sign then are you going to do so that we can see and believe you? They asked, what are are you going to perform? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, just as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus responded, he said, Truly I tell you, Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. No one who comes to me will ever be hungry, and no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. But as I told you, you've seen me, and yet you do not believe. Everyone the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will never cast out. For I have not come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose none of those he has given me, but should raise them up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So Father, tonight, as we just kind of explore this passage, and, and, and as we come out of the Christmas season and into the new year, may we just hold on to the truths that you've, 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 you've uh, taught us, that you've left with us, and let that be our driving force and factor for this new year. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. All right, so, so tonight, it's kind of awkward, but I have a, a Christmas message for you. See, I'm still celebrating Christmas. Um, and, and, and I know it's, it's awkward because in the new year, you usually get a sermon on new beginnings or resolutions or reading your Bible more or your choices or, or something on those lines of you know, having a better faith this year. But we need to hear this message because we can't be allowed to sideline Christmas. We can't, uh, we can't say, well, I, I had a great Christmas. I saw some family and some friends. I ate good food. I got some gifts. And I, I, even, I even gave gifts because Jesus says it's better to receive than, uh, I mean, better to give than receive, right? <laughs> See, we get that confused sometimes. Um, maybe you even went to church on Christmas Day and told somebody what, that Christmas is all about Jesus. 
But now let's put it all back in the box along with our decorations and get, it, get on with our lives. You know, real life. You know, Jesus came. He was in a little place. We looked upon that scene for a moment or two, and now we put it all back in the box and move on. Not so quickly. We, we can't be allowed to sideline Christmas. Don't think for a moment that we can sideline Jesus until Easter and pack him away with our ornaments and lights um, because he's not going to allow us to do that. Jesus doesn't want us to forget um, all that, that uh, he, he's shown us in the last little while, last few months, last few weeks, last few days. Sadly, sometimes, though, we, we focus on Christmas and we only focus on the first statement in John 6.38 there, for I've come down from heaven. That's what, you know, Christmas, a lot of people will just focus on that. Yeah, the Son of God, he was born as a baby, that's awesome. But if you stop there, it doesn't make any sense. There's no, nothing else to it. Um, we pause for a moment and recognize the Son of God coming. We may even stop long enough to hear one of his, one of his teachings that's more blessed to give than receive. Um, and we may even consider spreading Christmas cheer and showing kindness to others um, in need and stuff like that. But then we move on and we miss the point completely on why Jesus came. That Jesus didn't show up just to make us nicer people. He didn't leave eternity to come and say, hey, have a nice time, just act a little bit better. No, but that's what a lot of people want us to believe. You know, our world is increasingly, it seems like, increasingly coming down on Christians like, why you even bother messing with that Jesus stuff, messing with that christ must stuff? Like, just call it the holiday season or, or your whatever. Give gifts, you know, be a great person, but you can even listen to that thing that Jesus taught, but when you're done with it, just put it away. Leave us alone with that. But you can't do that because he came down from heaven as a man with a mission. In John 6, 38 through 40, like we just read, he says, I've come down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is his will that I should lose none of those that he gives me, but should raise them up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Or if you want to summarize it, just look at verse 33. For the bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. See, the Christmas message is a relevant message all year long. Not just Christmas season, not just 2,000 years ago, but every moment of every day, the Christmas message still reigns true and it's still relevant because he came down from heaven, not just to show off, not just so that our behaviors might be better, but so that we might receive life. That's the mission he came to accomplish and did accomplish, is to give life to the world. He said in verse 35, I am the bread of life. Jesus told them, no one who comes to me will ever be hungry and no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. Verse 38, for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Verse 40, for this is the will of my father that everyone who sees the son and believes in him will have eternal life and I'll raise him up on the last day. See, the Christmas message isn't over after December 25th and it was as relevant then, 2,000 years ago, 10 days ago as it is now. Jesus came from heaven to earth, but the message didn't stop there. That's just where it began. And so, you know, while God, what are you doing in Bethlehem? Lord Jesus, what are you doing up there on, this, on that cross? 
And what is the answer to that? That it is that God in all of his holiness could not bear to look on sin. He could not be indifferent to sin. And there from eternity, he purposed to send someone to be the sin bearer so that sin would be punished and justice would be fulfilled and righteousness would be extended to those who, who believe. And God in the immensity of his being determined that Christ would fulfill that objective. In his love, which is unlimited, he looks and he sees our guilt. Our guilt. He looks from heaven and he sees our humanity. He sees our misery. He sees our unhappiness and our, our wretchedness. He sees the state of the world today because of the result of sin. And he sees it as, as it is. And that's why Jesus was born. That's why he's born. Jesus is saying, I am the bread of God that has come down from heaven in order to give life to the world. Verse 29, Jesus replied, this is the work of God, that you believe in the one he has sent. That that message hasn't changed, that, that you just believe in the one he sent. That you might have faith, which is a gift from God, which leaves us with the question, you know, not how, not, not how much faith do I have, but is my faith placed away from myself and onto him? Not do you have enough faith? I like to ask that question, how are you doing with Jesus? And a lot of people are like, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm like, you're either there or you're not. Jesus is either with you and his spirit is in you or he's not. You might not feel his presence, but that doesn't change the fact that he's there or not. See, faith is not about how much faith we have. It's about what is our faith placed on? Is it placed on ourselves? I'm going to make this year the best. Or is it placed on Jesus who already made the year great at Christmas time? And continues it on because of what he came to do and what he did do and what he accomplished. See, it's not about the confidence you have to run to Jesus. It's not about whether you come before him bowing in, in, in his presence or just in total fear. It's not about whether you come before him with perfect focus or you're barely able to look at him. It's all about him coming to you and you turning to him and putting your belief and surrender in him. The message of Christmas remains, and we can't put it to the sideline. For everyone who looks to him, everyone who comes to him, he will never drive away. And that's what verse 37 says. Everyone the Father gives, uh, gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will never cast out. Our youth volunteers uh, have started reading a book called It's Personal. Um, and as we seek to be more personal in our ministry, our relationships, all that, uh, and I encourage you, you know, ask, ask one of our volunteers about that book and just ask them how does it impact the way they live and the way that we do ministry. But it focuses on the story of Zacchaeus. And just a reminder, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was very rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was not able to because of the crowd since he was short. So running ahead, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus since he was about to pass that way. Jesus was about to pass through. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up, said to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, by name, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down because today it is necessary for me to stay at your house. As we begin the new year, we must remember Christmas is never over. That just like in the story of Zacchaeus, Jesus came not to teach us to be nice, but so that he could be personal with you. He came from heaven to earth in order that he could call you by name. 
He came from eternity to now to get you to, uh, to, get, um, to get to know you as you are. He came from the throne to the mud pit so that he could come over to your house. He came from his kingdom of victory to this fallen kingdom so that he could accept you in spite of your past. He came from riches into poverty just so he could show you a life of true abundance. See, Jesus didn't come to change Zacchaeus' behavior. He came to enter into his life and, and give him the bread of life. That's me. Luke 19, at the end of the, the story of Zacchaeus, Jesus says, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save the lost. So when it comes to this new year, what's your new year's plan? What's your new year's resolution? I hope it con- uh, contains the message of Christmas and that you don't just push it away or you don't just pack it all back up, that you allow Jesus to enter into your home and bring you life or will you pack him up with all the Christmas stuff and continue seeking the world for something that already came from heaven? So that's, that's the message tonight. And youth, my emphasis with y'all was that, that, man, Jesus, this year, wants to be more personal with you than ever before. He wants to come to your home. He wants to sit down with you in whatever context and setting you're living in. He wants to walk with you because he's already there. You never, if you, if you believe and surrender to Jesus, you never have to worry about Jesus not being there. He's already there. All you have to do is turn to him and accept his invitation for him to come into your life. He comes to you. That's what the, the, the greatest part is. And he just asks that you just turn to him. So I'm going to pray. And then, and then uh, we're going to continue on with, with uh, how we, uh, our youth group begins every year. But let's start with prayer. Father God, just thank you so much for the opportunity once again for us to just reflect on, on Christmas but not be done with it. That when Jesus arrived, it wasn't just to show up and look good or just to change our behavior or anything else that, that the world might throw us. It was for a mission to bring us life. And that, man, many chapters later, that, that you taught us what it meant for you to come from heaven to bring life, to, to believe in you because you are the bread of God. You are the bread from heaven. You're the bread that brings life, eternal life and abundant life now. And that, as we see in the story of Zacchaeus, that you seek to be real with us, genuine with us, And you just invite us into that relationship of real, genuine, true love. God, just help us to be genuine in our relationship with you because we're real people going through real life. But help us also realize that that you are a real God who wants to be real with us. God, just thank you so much for your son and what Christmas is all about, what what these little... uh, scripture passages are all about it's all to rescue our lives and to just be personal with us may we invite you into our homes into our lives this year and experience your abundant life change and transformation it's in your name that we pray jesus amen